This is exactly right. Are you listening to Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer? The show has something for everybody, whether you're single and dating, in a relationship, maybe you're currently driving to divorce court. Nicole is wonderful, and she's been single for decades, and she can't figure out why. So on Why Won't You Date Me, she's on a quest to figure out how to be less awful at dating. She interviews comedians and celebrities about their love lives. I mean, I've been on the show, sorry, but I have. Trixie Mattel, Lacey Mosley, Paul F. Tompkins. New episodes release every Friday. Listen to Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer wherever you get your podcasts. Perfectly clear when you're a guest in my home. You gotta come to me empty-handed. I said no gifts. Your presence is presence enough, and I already had too much stuff. So how do you dare disobey me? Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm I'm Bridger Weiniger, the uh, loudest man in podcasting. I'm so excited to have you here today. I hope you're excited to have me. Very little is going on in my life. There's almost nothing happening that's different from last week or the week before. Um, so... I don't have anything to tell you, and that's fine. You don't need any more information from me. The only information you need is about our guest. I'm so excited to have him here. Truly just a a joy. None other than John Milstein. John. Oh my gosh. Bridger. Welcome to I Said No Gifts. It's so nice to see you. I'm so thrilled. I'm such a fan of the show. I'm such a fan of you. I'm a fan <laughs> of the listeners. I'm just excited to be <laughs> Go here. on. My Go favorite on. place uh, online and uh, in the world. <laughs> uh, John, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Um, I just got back from a week-long visit with my sweet parents. So oh. I, I'm thrilled I got to do that. They got vaxxed. Uh, they are in La Quinta, not the hotel, but the beautiful <laughs> city, uh, in the desert. And, uh, it was great. I am feeling very, uh, relaxed. So you were out in the desert and what were you doing in the desert? Well, my nephew was out there, so we got to play around with him. He's two years old. Um, he is a delight. We took him to the skate park. He got to ride on the skateboard there. That was very nice. Yeah. Yeah. You skateboard, but does your brother? He doesn't, no. Okay. Uh, But now, you know, you you can see the influence, like a skateboard has such a uh, influential power over a child. You know, once they (laughs) see it rolling through, they just are so excited. And um, yeah, he's thrilled to, to skate. I think the nephew may very well skate uh he's two years old um he's so awesome man he is really fun he we went hiking with him he was talking about how he did a hike on his own little feet so he has a a certain amount of self-awareness there about you know being small (laughs) right that's amazing for a two-year-old yeah he's so fun 
Um, how long have you been skateboarding? Because you're a good skateboarder. I think people kind of know that about you, but it is something that's a surprise, I think, because you're I, you don't strike me as a skater punk. Right. I don't I don't break rules, but on the skateboard, <laughs> I I feel at home. Yeah, I've been skateboarding for, I don't know, uh, 10. OK, so. 20 years pretty much wow, 19 20 years, years. Yeah, yeah more than half my life for sure wow when did you start was this like middle school i was 11 when i started okay i'm 30 years old now okay that's what and, the information we're trying to get out here is right? how old is yeah. <laughs> yeah let's just set the record straight um yeah and like uh i know you're a big tony hawk pro skater guy you like to play I the video love game tony hawk. tony hawk pro skater you've told me you like to listen to music find new music while that's like your meditative quarantine that's thing all i need that's one of the few things that calms me down anymore yeah so i got into it you know tony hawk came out it was the most fun game all the neighborhood kids started skating and then uh yeah some of us stuck with it and uh it defined my personality for uh <laughs> most most of my life uh yeah now i'm interested as uh about the life of a an aging skateboarder because you know you're an adult man now there's nothing wrong oh, with yes. it but you go to these skate parks and it's probably largely teens is that yeah, true it, well i feel like i always assume that everybody there is the same age that i am so like if someone <laughs> is 25 i just assume they're 30 like there may be people there who are who are 16 years old who i just think are also 30 um yeah it's definitely fun i, I was at the skate park recently in like a probably like you know a 15 year old asked me to film them doing a clip sure and it felt like such a like generations colliding sort of situation where as a millennial i would never ask another millennial to film me doing something but i guess gen z or at least this particular guy <laughs> is comfortable enough to be like hey can you film for like a long time <laughs> right like and just even asking someone to take your photo feels uncomfortable to me yeah yeah he asked me to heart the clips where he like he almost landed one and he was like can you heart that i'm like this is <laughs> wow. crazy you I'm became like, the producer <laughs> yeah i'm just like managing assets on his phone <laughs> um yeah yeah uh but yeah, I think like to answer your question, you know, you try to not get hurt as much as possible. Right. Um, yeah, you try to go there early before there's too many kids flying or <laughs> flying around. Um, and you can manage your risk pretty with with, with a good amount of. And do you uh, feel you like it's it. do you feel like it's becoming more difficult for you as you get older? You know, I was at the skate park with my mom and nephew, and my mom said. You look more graceful than you ever have. <laughs> that was great. That's <laughs> incredible. Yeah, she was like, "You're you, you're somehow better. You're just more. You're very graceful." And uh, <laughs> so the grace just rises with age. I think. <laughs> yeah, I saw recently that uh, non-video game Tony Hawk had like done his final so like he's amazing seven twenty or something. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he did a seven twenty. He's 50, 50 years old. I mean. You can keep at it. There's a, one of the songs, Bridger, you know this, in the Tony Hawk, in the newest Tony Hawk game, one of the songs that played that plays on the soundtrack is called Mid-20s Skateboarder. I've and, never heard this song. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you, you stream your I own turn music. off the music you like immediately, customize. unless I'm really in a nostalgic mood, uh, and I'll let the old music play. Otherwise, you it's my new tunes. Yeah, the right. ska, the largest right. ska soundtrack. One of the songs on the Tony Hawk soundtrack is called Mid-20s Skateboarder, and it's like, the lyrics are Mid-20s Skateboarder, I Hope I Don't Get Hurt. And I'm like, 
when I was in my mid-20s, that's like the prime of skateboarding. Like, what is this song? How did it make it all the way to the soundtrack when it totally misrepresents the experience? That, yeah, that misrepresents just life in your 20s. From 20 yeah. to 30, I think, is the golden age for the body, right? I mean, yes, you're no longer an awkward teenager. You're no longer an, an adult 30-year-old. You right. should be you don't skateboarding. See a- you don't see a baseball player, a professional baseball player, and say he's he's a mid-20s baseball player. Or they bench this guy. <laughs> it's like, no, that's when you do sports best. Who is uh who's behind this mid-20s skateboarder song? I don't know. I tried to block it out. You know, I, I don't <laughs> I don't want this band, I don't want them entering into my brain. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to give them any more press. Yeah, yeah. I guess though, I mean, if you're gonna do that song, you're not gonna you're not gonna write a, a mid-50s skateboarder anthem. Yeah, well, I mean, I would, I would listen to that one, there, and also, <laughs> sure. <laughs> there's always, um, I find that like there's always a video of a someone in his mid fifties going viral or something like that, a skateboarder in there. <laughs> like if you're fifty years old or forty five years old, if you have gray hair and you skate, just like get those clips online because you can become a celebrity. Very People quickly, will go I nuts think. for it. Look at this dad skating. Yeah, get the cranberry juice. Yeah, take the cranberry (laughs) juice out and just roll down the street and uh, viral is in your future. (laughs) Um, Do you do any other sort of extreme sport? Um, No, I think like like you kind of said, I'm somewhat mild, you know, I'm not like a big risk taker. It's just this one uh, became my thing. But like motor, like I'm not going to hop on a motorcycle. I'm not going (laughs) to bungee jump. Like, uh, yeah, skydiving is not my thing. Would you ever skydive? i don't think so uh yeah i don't think so my brother did and enjoyed it what about you bridger would you do it i think if first of all someone else paid for it yes uh and if it was with a company that i knew someone personally had used before someone that i can say okay that person is still alive i know them and they weren't killed in a skydiving accident i'm willing to use the company they used. i would do it once the numbers, yeah, the numbers are good. I mean, like the statistics, people don't die skydiving right. that often, right? Yeah. I just See, worry about like my the physiological reaction I would have as they're trying to push me out of the plane. I wonder if my body would take over and I would become sort of animalistic and, mm-hmm. you know, push back on the instructor or something to the point Clawed that it becomes, sta- yeah, yeah, right. Like clawing yeah. at their eyes, screaming, and yeah. then the plane is in danger. We're all in danger. So that's the one I just worry about my brain, like overriding or is it, would it be your brain overriding or your body overriding? I don't know. Something would snap. There's, and- yeah. I, I can know. understand that. I feel like the the pure pressure that's like built into the way skydiving is organized probably makes you act so normal. Like the fact that there's multiple people up in a plane together, <laughs> there's an there's an instructor like literally attached to your back. Everything <laughs> about it is just forcing you to be like to just not just do be anything cool about out of the ordinary. It. Yeah, yeah. Like I do this all the time. I always jump out of planes. This is another day for me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I uh I guess and, you know, there's like a period I feel like if I I can get to like my 60s and still be alive post 60, I think I'm going to start making a lot of dangerous choices. Yeah, I think uh, that's, that's I'm willing good. to skydive. Uh, I'm already planning to, you know, in my 90s or hundreds to try heroin. Um, right. Just start doing things that why not? Let's get the experience in while we're still alive. Yeah. Keep things like all completely pushed into that one part of life and do everything as normal as possible until you hit 
90, 60, <laughs> right. and just go go absolutely wild. At that point, I'll just allow my body will just be kind of a testing a playground essentially for life's most dangerous things. Right, right. Uh, I mean, what other dangerous things can you do? Bungie you get just, shot out of a cannon. Oh, I would you know, love to be shot out of a connections. Cannon. Yeah, yeah. Um, some sort of like a cold submersion. I know that they do that. What is in that? Certain that's... places, you know, like polar swim sort oh, of things. Right. That's that's maybe just like more. It will not harm you, but it won't be fun. <laughs> that, yeah, that to me is just discomfort. That doesn't. Yeah, there's right, no right. thrill there except for the fact that you're in agony. Right, it needs to be hot. We need to go on with the hot side of the spectrum for water uh, if you really want to. <laughs> really... Boiling water. Yeah, yeah. The lobster, uh, lobster dive. I would, lo- I, I would really love to be shot out of a cannon. I've, not, I've never even considered that. But Have you ridden a motorcycle? I've ridden a motorcycle. Uh, you know, I have two older brothers and a dad, all who are very much uh, like a traditional, let's just say it, a guy's guy. Right, and right, right. So they were all riding motorcycles, this sort of thing. So I was pressured into that as a kid, and it was obviously horrible. And it was a, a traumatic experience. I was so bad at it. Was was it? Oh, sorry. Go on. Oh, and uh, just in the last couple of years, I've for whatever reason something has awoken in me, and I'm kind of I like the idea of owning a dirt bike. Although Jim says absolutely not. I wonder where in Los Angeles you'd have to take it to the desert and uh, and. Like, uh, actually, I was staying out in the desert for a lot of last year at my parents' house there. And uh, they um, we went to this place called Ocotillo Wells. And it's like the birthplace of off roading. Really? I'd never seen these types of places before, but there are all these, you know, in the desert, there's like things are set up for dune buggy riding and, and four wheeler riding. And so this this one park has like all these uh tracks carved into the sides of mountains i mean you can really if you have a dirt bike you can really get into some really tear it up yeah you can really tear it up <laughs> yeah i feel I like, like that for you a lot. i would love to give that a shot i would also like i might become one of those maniacs who drives a dirt bike on city streets there's something right, you very... got the briefcase right. dangling off the off the arm i like that <laughs> i yeah. mean i'm not interested in regular motorcycles like a, a bullet bike or a mm-hmm harley or any of those yeah they're so image focused really you know it's like that that's a later life thing i think the harley you yeah. have to be 55 to really you rock certainly one of those. have to be 55 you have to be comfortable in a lazy boy <laughs> yeah. before you're comfortable on a motorcycle I think. you have to have like some sort of with the ones that you really lean back on the shoulder strength has to be like through the roof to just keep your arms oh. at, at that like 60 degree angle for, for hours <laughs> right. at a time the posture what is that doing to your back no i i mean the dirt bike i think there's something very exciting something very uh, like mildly trashy but uh there's there's it may become part of my life at some yeah. point i mean i'm gonna probably end my relationship <laughs> I, I think but, you and jim uh, side by side holding hands on dirt bikes just bouncing <laughs> around i would like to see that quite a lot the um I like the yeah, they're, they do seem so like bouncy and fun. The the shocks on those things are really like right. you could re- you're like a little bunny rabbit just kind of skipping down the road. <laughs> just... I like that. <laughs> Have you ever been on a snowmobile? No, I I know like I because I, I'm from New Hampshire. So like, you know, you're right. from Utah. We're both from places where people get into fun sports outdoors. But I somehow, yeah, I've never been on a dirt bike, no snowmobile. Um 
you know, I've been on a motorboat and I loved it. Uh, (laughs) and I, and I have been on a, uh, what is the, um, you know, a, uh, the motorboat, the motorcycles of the ocean. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A jet ski or a wave runner. Those are amazing. I could spend hours. Those are so much fun. I mean, these are all things that I feel like for the most part, jerks, they're kind of jerk centric. That's the issue. But they're extremely loud. But you get on one and you're having the time of your life. I know. This is why we all need to recognize that, you know, we we love our, our beautiful brains and we love to think that we're, you know, beautiful, special people. But if you can just like give <laughs> yourself to the jet ski, you're going to have more fun. Like try to apply that to your whole <laughs> life if you can. <laughs> I, uh, I'm fully on board with that. I really... Uh, I would love to get out on a jet ski and bounce across some waves yeah. at some point. Donuts or straight. I mean, there's basically two options, either circles or, <laughs> you know, really try to see how, how fast you can go. The problem is, is you have to find, like, I don't want to own any of these things. It seems like a giant hassle to own. So you have to make friends with people who own yeah. them. And I don't know a single person who owns any of these things you anymore. You need some, so yeah, I've got a, some Republican friends who, with big <laughs> muscles who will just <laughs> invite you on the jet ski. <laughs> podcast audience if you're an owner of any of these pieces of equipment i'm looking for friends who own them and i will be using you i i don't have any interest in actually becoming friends with someone but i am willing to use someone for their motorsports equipment so the offers out there the the offers out there the offers out there i feel like i the biggest one of the biggest obstacles to me is when you're you see the truck or suv or whatever car that has the trailer with the with the snowmobile or jet ski on it. And just my mind starts thinking about all the hassle of like hitching up the trailer, getting the the, oh. the vehicle on the trailer. I'm like, all these things I just wasn't brought into the world to do. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, my dad, you know, as I said, is very into this sort of thing. So I've been uh, a victim to a, much of this, having to get things on trailers yeah. or having to like wash mud off of things after you've used them. No element of that. Is for it's me. mostly in your I past. I need to. Yeah. Yeah, that's in my past. I need to show up, have the motor whatever ready for me to get on. I use it and then I return and then it's no longer part of my yeah. life. The moment I'm like guiding a trailer into a lake or uh, that kind of thing, I, I crumble. I absolutely crumble and the stress is too much. I know. Just work with the nice, long haired, laid back gentleman at the rental place who will just kind of right. push you into the thing and like you know maybe it's not the you want people to get the top of the line jet ski at the rental place i don't need that just, yeah. i'm not trying to win a race i agree i completely agree uh, you're not trying to jump the wake here you're just trying to do a donut and go <laughs> home <laughs> um john speaking of home um you know I, you've been to my home you know where i live beautiful uh, spot uh, you, you know, I've given you my address just because we're friends and I trust you. And I, I feel like John is not a threat to me. John is somebody that could almost be an emergency contact if needed. Right. I trust you. Um, so it was, uh, it was a surprise. It was a mild shock when recently I opened my front door and, uh, some things had arrived, some packages, oh. which I, I know I hadn't ordered. Um, this podcast, you know, uh, you know, you knew about this podcast before the podcast even launched, before it was even part I of reality. I was so excited to hear about the idea. 
So to say that you uh, are familiar with the podcast, I think is an understatement at this point. I said no gifts. Um, so, you know, I've been dealing with some of these feelings of betrayal, um, some of these just disappointment, anger, uh, this kind of thing over the last couple of days, knowing that you were going to be coming on this podcast mm. and knowing that I had, let's just say it had been blindsided uh, by something that uh, is in this kind of this bag that says, the bag says 100% authentic, cool and smooth, awesome my handsome man. Uh, I don't know. First, I just want to say, John, I hate this bag. I absolutely hate whatever is wow. happening here. I don't know what's going on, I, but I do have to ask, is this a gift for me? Well, Bridger, I mean, you've cut right to the bottom of the matter. You, you As you said, you told me about this podcast, you know, well, it must have been a year ago. And I always thought... Probably 2005. Yeah, I always thought, I want to be the guy to mix it up. And I see myself almost as is an executive producer role, associate producer, co <laughs> uh, co associate producer, and and so I did want to kind of flip the formula and bring a gift. Okay, I mean, as your your role as EP co EP uh, co EP, uh, I feel like that this uh, almost feels like a huge misstep on your part because my heart is pounding. Uh -huh. uh, I'm I'm a little hot under the arms. Is that a is that a phrase? Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I don't even know what to say. But See, these are the moments as... we're creating magic here. You know, it's <laughs> these are the things that you need sometimes a third eye to step in. You've been running the show with no gifts, and and sometimes you need someone to say, "What if there were to be? What if there was a, a gift? gift?" Right. I mean, the the one mistake I think you're making is this is not a live show, so. As far as I'm concerned, we'll just edit all of this out and we'll just cut to minute 50 of the podcast when we're wrapping things up and people won't even know. So there's an energy, there's a certain energy that will be that you will evince <laughs> that, that people will know something magical has happened. The viewer, my voice will be hoarse from screaming. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I should I open it here on the show? I think so. Yes. I'm going to dive in here. Let's pull this tissue out and just get it near the mic. Just do that for a moment. Okay, and now... So, I'm going to get into this bag. There are two things in here, it looks like. I mean, they're both in packaging, so I'm going to open them up. Is there a... I, you have no idea what which is which, so I'll open this first one here. It's kind of a brown okay. bag. From, oh, a, from an and online I, retailer of some kind. Some sort of online retailer. Momandpop.com. Localbusiness.org. Go on. Yardsale.biz. Let's see. I've, and I underestimated. Now, oh, okay. I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to open this because it's this bizarre packaging that's almost impenetrable. But I'm going to, okay, I'm diving in here. Oh, what is this? This is a... Okay, so it's a trash stash car trash bag uh, from the company. Let's just name the brand High Road. High Road that is... That sounds like a Christian I, brand to me. I, yeah, I've, I've, I've worked with this, or I've used this brand of uh, car trash bag before, and, and right. so I really do stand by High Road. <laughs> Wait, yeah, explain to me why you've given me this. Well... This looks fantastic. 
I think people don't have these in their cars that much, a trash bag. Right. And it's absolutely essential. So, Bridger, do you have one? I don't. I mean, so this is the the uh, history of trash in my car. So um, I moved to Los Angeles in about 2010. I became a production assistant, which means you're you put a lot of stuff in your car. You're mm-hmm. driving things around. I did that for about four years. My car essentially became an extremely fast garbage can. Right. Uh, I just trash everywhere at all times. It also, you know, there were also various, I'm sure, psychological issues, this kind of thing, just being being like, you don't deserve a clean car at any right, point. Right, right, right. You're making the car reflect your inner self. Right. You wanted the car to look like you felt. Uh, so my car was absolutely full of trash. And then uh, I entered my current relationship, Jim was not having any of that i love Uh, it the car and then i sold that car so i had to i think i cleaned it once when i sold it that's Uh, nice oh to you sold it to a seller so you you needed it to to be presentable right 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 got it got it um got a new car in the last few years kept it clean up until a year ago which you know pandemic comes uh waltzing around Old Suddenly, habits, making the car look the way you feel once again. Right. Well, I'm eating in the car a lot. You know, the big treat is to go get food at a restaurant and sit in the car and eat it rather than eat it at home. So there, the glove box is just essentially bursting with napkins. There's trash I'm so everywhere. glad. I'm feeling like you're setting me up to absolutely nail it with this gift. This is if, an incredible... This, story, this is a godsend. It's like, I just feel like I had a car... And I I got a new car. Right. And it, when I went from my old car, which had a trash bag in it, to my new car, which briefly didn't, I felt completely lost. I like, didn't know what to do anymore. It's like you. everybody should have a trash bag in their car. It's just so obvious. I mean, are you not making trash there? Right. I feel like we are, you know. It's And so this one is, you know, you clip it to the side of the passenger seat. It hangs over the back of the passenger seat. I love this. So you kind of get to do a cool guy stretch to throw stuff away as if you were <laughs> stretching your arm around, you know, your, your this is a romantic great. movie theater, right. your, your, your boy or your gal. And, you know, now you just dunk it right in the trash. <laughs> I think um, I'm just like so thrilled to hear that you don't already have one. Oh, I certainly don't. And this is truly going to turn everything around for me. This is incredible. I, I mean... Both of my what is the little side pocket? Uh, what are those called technically? Yeah, it's side cigarette po- hole. The, the, who knows? Full, cigarette, <laughs> cigarette holes. Cool. Yeah. Uh, absolutely full of trash. My middle thing full of trash. Uh, the floor there's garbage. Yeah, I, I feel like when I don't have one of these, if a cup comes into my car or a can comes into my car, that becomes the trash can. And I'm like right. taking the paper wrapper on a straw and stuffing it into the tiny <laughs> yes. hole on a Coke bottle, cutting my finger. Who knows? <laughs> like now. Yeah. I mean, this trash can, Bridger, it's not big. Not a lot of trash fits in that. Well, thing, that's but good, you, though, but because you then it's not lot. rotting. Once it fills right. up, you've got to empty it. I would not go organic in this one. If you if organic <laughs> trash, apple cores go out the window still. Orange peels maybe can go in this. Um, I'm going to uh, fill it with things that are decomposing and fill my garden with it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Compost. Thing <laughs> my compost bit in the seat. back of my car. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I looked at other, you know, I was on this small time online retailer, uh, you know, looking at the <laughs> options and um, uh, I looked at some other ones. This one is not the most highly reviewed 
but it's the one I have. Okay, well then, a trusted friend has has used it. Yeah, I had to I had to make the call of you know maybe since I bought my garbage can. There have been developments in the field and new ones have come in with new technologies, but I know that mine works. So, so you, you have it now. And I've actually gotten it as a gift twice before. <laughs> Wait, you've gotten it as a gift? Someone's given sorry, it to you given it, or you've given, given it, it as a gift? This is an, yeah. a fantastic gift because no one owns these and everyone can use them. What? Why don't people have these things? It's like, I'll tell you, the place where I found out about them was driving in a car with my friend and he had one in his car and I thought this is great I said man that's great I should really have one of those he said yeah it's my mom's car so oh. only moms only moms have this knowledge of, of uh, <laughs> right. car garbage cans and and I want to spread it I mean I almost feel like car manufacturers should I mean it should be built into the car I think well they maybe... want you to buy a new car instead <laughs> you know your car fills up with trash and then you have to turn it in well and i guess there's like it's a hard selling point no uh, like honda doesn't want to say built-in trash can that doesn't sound sexy or appealing or like that's not in a in a car commercial you don't want to hear the announcer saying built-in garbage i bet like elon musk could make one that like it has a sound effect of like an explosion when you put the trash in or it (laughs) says like kobe or something maybe in the tesla they would have a a high-tech spin on this i feel like uh he would build in like an, an incinerator I feel like yeah. a Tesla could have a built-in, it just burns your trash. Uh, yes, I think that's right on. You know this feature of Teslas where they have like a fart sound effect that comes out of the chairs? Oh, you familiar with this? no, you're kidding. So I've, I've never driven in a Tesla. I'm not the right, I'm not the expert, but I know that like part of Tesla's thing is like, oh, you can make the lights flash in certain sequence. There's like all these different oh, fun no. modes and... And yeah, so one of them is the, uh, you can do whoopee cushions on your friends. I don't support that in any way. (laughs) It's a horrible idea. I agree. agree. That's a literal clown car. It's just, it's kind of sad that like the good electric car that's actually like not outrageously expensive now, I guess you can get a Tesla for like, you know, the price of an, a nice car, but it's kind of too bad that the, the Elon stink is all over these yeah, things. Each of them's built by a jackass. Yeah. Although I was talking to a friend about this recently, and uh, I'm, I have this almost visceral reaction to him and his company because he's he just makes such an ass of himself all the time. But then I don't know anything about Ford or Chevy or any of these companies. I have no opinion on them. Yeah, that's true. So I know, I, yeah. You know, Maybe yeah. it's because they the power of these companies is spread out among various people, whereas at Tesla, it's just this one idiot. Although, who knows? I mean, I I do feel like he is the most visible guy, but they're they're like, does he is he involved in the decisions that are being made? Other than like <laughs> certainly like with the fart sound memes effect. all the time. Yeah, probably. he made that That's call. True. The other funny guy is John Legere, I think the T Mobile CEO. Do you know him? I don't I feel know like him. Really- no. He's really funny. He's not the CEO of T-Mobile anymore, but uh, he is very big on social media, wears pink all the time, the T-Mobile color. Oh, great. Has like, has like a very long haircut, but but is, uh, you know, is grown up. So it looks, you know, it's like kind of aging rock star look. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. To be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company and decide i want the brand to be me being silly it's It's like unbelievable (laughs) i guess it's like uh maybe the godfather of this is richard branson is that yeah that feels right is he still alive 
I mean, he's the, by the way, he's the jet ski king, I feel. Like, oh, if yeah. you want a snowmobile or jet ski or ride a motorcycle, like, call Sir Richard because <laughs> he has all the toys. Right. He seems like a good time. I feel like he would probably make you feel very uncomfortable. He seems like the sort of person that just expects you to have fun at all times with him. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that. Do you remember, like, soon after Obama was no longer president, there were pictures of him, like, water skiing with with Branson or, or uh, paragl- hang gliding or something of like course. that. It's just so fun to think like you become president, you're done, you want to figure out how to spend your time and like Richard Branson is just in your voicemail or whatever, like come play around <laughs> with my toys. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a, there's a very aggressive uncle energy there that I don't know if Big I would time. be able to... Uh, I've, uh, Richard Branson, when I was working as a production assistant, at some point, I think I had to carry his luggage from his helicopter and it had no interaction with him whatsoever. But that was a, I remember the helicopter landing and then the luggage coming out. And that was my experience with Richard Branson. So so you knew that somewhere in the helicopter he was he was sitting there, you know, maybe flipping through a catalog of, of fun things to buy. <laughs> Trampolines, yeah. bounce houses. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, this trash bag is fantastic. I mean, you know, it's it, like every fifth guest on this podcast brings something that's just like a life-changing. It's utilitarian. Use- yeah. yeah, right, which is so wonderful. And so I can't, I, um, I'm i also looking, it's leak-proof, and the image they have on it is a person literally pouring <laughs> juice into the into the garbage can, which feels like a weird move one funny thing about these is they're always advertised as like since they're sealed up a lot of these garbage cans in the car are advertised as like it can be a garbage can or you put an ice pack and a couple of sodas in there all of a sudden it's a cooler it's like i don't want to put my food in the garbage like what are you talking about (laughs) throw a couple of hoagies in your garbage yeah (laughs) just eat out of the garbage at the beach like what could be better (laughs) oh all right let's get into whatever else is happening here because we do need to see what is next now this okay i keep worrying that i'm not gonna be able to open these packages but i think i should be able to there we go Nice ASMR again. I love this. Dive into the, oh, this is double packaged, so we're getting every type of sound you could possibly. I instructed ask for. them. Yeah, I told them to be very safe with this one, <laughs> and as many packs as possible. Full of black pepper or something. It's just gonna <laughs> yeah. blow in my face. Let's see. Oh, so this is kind of a, oh, kind of, I smelled it before I got out. <laughs> John, have you ever been in my car? I feel like this I, is something. I never have. So, this was the compliment gift to the first gift. The first gift is the headline, but yeah, please, please tell the listeners. This what is, you're you've given there. me several air fresheners. I've gotten a royal pine, a new car scent, black ice, rainforest mist, and Bayside breeze. At the smell of these combined, uh, is not as confusing as you would imagine. Well, wow, you have a very good nose. Your nose is like the 2020 vision, but for smelling. <laughs> I was just having this argument with Jimmy. He was telling me that I can't smell anything, but huh. I think I've just proven him very have wrong. Have him listen to this show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or use these nude gifts to, to you know, prove yourself in some sort of I'm, demonstration. I feel like I'm going to smell each. I'm trying to determine where the actual smell is coming from. I'm a, yeah, I'm a little bit confused that you can even smell them through the. These are like the classic trees, right? I love I, I love a tree. Me too. Me too. You know what? I don't. 
It's very interesting because individually you can't smell these, but they've been wrapped up in this little thing. And I think the scent just managed to make it out into the thing. And now... Oh, okay, I just smelled royal pine. Uh, but now you know what I'm smelling is the scratcher. I think there's a scratcher on oh, the front. Oh, that's probably with the smell of the bag, too. Now that makes sense. I, I was right. disappointed the smell escaped from the newly sealed. I thought maybe, you know, <laughs> these had been stuffed back in the bag by some rascal. <laughs> pre, these are pre-used. The postman could smell them and then he <laughs> yeah. opened it up for a little taste of his own. <laughs> yeah. uh, do, you ha- do you use a car freshener in your car? I do. And, and so, yeah, I mean, I got the, the car trash bag. I thought this would be a fun compliment. And I'll tell you that I love the trees and I recently went into to Rite Aid and tried to get, you know, you assume that basically every store is going to have the tree. Right. You know, usually it's like black, black ice or new car smell. Those are the more <laughs> common ones, but they didn't have it. So I got one of the um, like oil pods that oh. you put on your air conditioner thing. You oh, know what I'm right. About? Right. Oh, no. It was so much worse. It like I, I immediately took it out. It sucked. <laughs> You're getting blasted and, with that, right? Yeah, you don't. I don't need to like. I just want a reminder that my car smells good. I don't want the whole driving experience to feel like you know I'm trapped in a smell jail. Right, you don't want <laughs> like, to smell like your car after you get out of it. Yeah, and now it's funny. I store. I took this pot out. I don't. I'm bad at throwing things away. I can't like say. I don't want this. I'm going to throw it away. I'm always like, ah, maybe I'll want it later. So I have it in a little box. I have a little box where I keep my masks. And so now my masks are like poisoning me with, with car smells whenever I put them on. It's so I just wanted to prevent you from, from having that fate. Yeah. I don't want one of those. And I don't like the ones that are like a little cat food can. Do you know those ones? Oh yeah. What is that? You put in the car in the, well, here's the thing. These usually go in the cup holder, right? That's like the place Wait, for them. these go? Oh, the cat food can ones go in a cup yeah. holder. Yeah, they must, which, right? Which your cup holders now are going to be beautifully empty because you have the car, car right. trash can. So maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe you will decide later on that you want the cat food version. <laughs> those ones, I I have a very, you know, my, my feeling anytime I see one of those is I just imagine wet fish or dog food yeah. or whatever and it it's a confu- it sends so many confusing signals to my brain i feel like what are they full of gel or slime or maybe I know. it's I mean, flor- uh you know scented meat i don't know i feel the same way about the the oil pod ones and generally about diffusers like i, the, I love candles i love incense right they smell great but an, a diffuser i don't know it just is weird to think of the oil i don't like the oil as a smell right the essential oil the whole essential oils industry is a little there's a lot of stuff going on there that i don't trust yes yeah Uh, where are they getting the oil yeah so and what is the oil doing once it gets into my lungs uh and i don't need that blasting out of my air conditioner and then also i feel like if you turn on the heat you're getting the hot smell (laughs) Yeah, that is such a good point. Yeah. I've never, it doesn't sound good. I just kind of feel like we cracked it with the trees. Like right. the they things look that cool. hang, they look cool. They smell great. It's not overpowering. You can do that thing where you, and it's what you're instructed to do on the bag. You like cut uh, the bag from the top and then slide it down to reveal more of the. Oh, smell. kind of slowly undressing the tree. 
Yes, but that's, I feel like that's if you're really, that's like depression era prayer uh, <laughs> freshener treatment. Like, you know, uh, I, this is why I got you sick. So you can kind of feel like just put it in there, get the full blast and then switch it out. When you I think that's like when these were first invented and they were probably each $80. Yeah, right. And now, you know, it's just, uh, how much does an air freshener cost? I, let me try to guess. This feels price is right to me. I, I'm going to guess it's like $3. Well, I, here's what I think. Are you asking how much I paid for the ones that I got for you? I want to just hear no because I feel like that's a little ghost. It's a little ghost. For, uh, I mean, I did I did pick these air fresheners specifically, you know, because look. they're the best. So price didn't <laughs> enter into the equation. But I'm trying to figure out what uh, someone would pay for an air freshener. I'm going to say I don't want to get it wrong because I I do, I do want to be correct. But I I feel like the value you're getting like a twelve dollar value, but I can't imagine someone's paying $12 for one of these and it feels like a $3 thing. Yeah, I, I I think that you can really this is an example of they will determine your need and okay. really rip you off. Right. You know, if if you're if you're in the right aid like and it's just the one air freshener without others, you know, that they know that you really need the single package air freshener and they'll 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 charge you $5. Oh, but, you Rite know, Aid will charge you whatever they want because they know you're sick and they know you're weak yeah. and you yeah, need right. these things. But I think like if you're at maybe the autos, like I don't know where you would get a good value on them. But if you buy, but what I'm trying to say is if you buy them in bulk, if you buy them um, with mindfulness, you can get a good, <laughs> a good price. But if you're, if you're buying them impulsively, you can get really royally screwed. Really ripped off. Yeah. This is making me think uh, something I've never spoken to anyone about before this is not a personal issue so i don't know why i'm bringing it up like this but why do you have any idea why at a uh, car wash they sell greeting cards why is that a thing is that universally true as in my personal experience and i don't want to speak for the listener or for you <laughs> uh but i feel like every time i'm at like a you know a car wash where you get out of the car and then they drive it through the tunnel i'm uh, being presented with uh greeting cards maybe it's it's because they know you have idle time that's like you know they just want you to do another errand and keep you in the (laughs) in the seats keep feeding you that good good powdered coffee that they have there (laughs) and uh yeah personally i like uh i don't want to change the subject but i don't go to the the those sit down car wash washes all that much right where are you going to get your car wash yeah i go to the self spray oh the self spray it's a blast. It's like I have so much fun doing it. <laughs> you get that it. giant gun. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, sure. I don't think that the value there is even very good because you end up paying like $8 and you don't do as good a clean on your car as you would if you, if even if you drove through the, the tunnel. Right. You know, the right. automated one. But it's fun. And you get to feel like a, you know, you feel like a young spirit. Uh, and, you know, you feel sexy. What can I say? You know, you're just, you, you're wet. You're having fun. Like, it's just a good time. You're in your bikini. Yeah, uh, California, the sun's shining. Right. Know, what more could you want? Surf and safari. I do like the <laughs> kickback of that gun that you get to blast your car with. And you really feel like you're just giving it to your car while you're doing it and you get to use the giant brush yeah uh the but there's the panic it's you know feeding the machine it's uh the quarters you're like i'm running out of time have i used this part enough right 
I don't know. Luckily, a lot of them do use the credit card now. But I actually oh, like right. the, the the panic element is kind of part of the appeal for me. It's a bit, you feel like you're on a pit crew and it's a NASCAR <laughs> race and you got to wash that car as fast <laughs> as possible so the driver can win the race. <laughs> um, I've never seen NASCAR, but I assume that that's what they're doing. That feels there. right. Yeah. yeah, I feel like part of NASCAR, the pit crew should always have to do a highly detailed cleaning job each time around the track. <laughs> yeah, right. That would add I mean, a new. T- <laughs> People aren't watching the show to see a bunch of dirty uh, jo- jalopies, you know, <laughs> farting down the track. <laughs> they want the they want the clean stuff. Yeah, I uh, you know I occasionally go to one where that you get out of the car, and then it gets dragged through the machine. But my preference is the one where you sit in the car and it drags you through, and then That's you're getting fine. like the lava. You know, it, these these are like the last bastion of uh maximalism in america i feel like we're all there's like lights flashing there's colored yeah. soap blasting down on your car i th- I find it very exciting and uh, the tackiness and the absurdity of the car wash is one thing that minimalism has not gotten to yeah we need a, a like a bon appetit car wash that's, right. that's, that's really highly back curated just, experience <laughs> yeah it's all mid-century uh soap <laughs> i'm not sure all, all polished nice wood. wood and uh <laughs> yeah. concrete that sort of thing no if that ever happens uh, joy will be finally dead i need a car wash that feels like i'm going through a laser tag arena that kind of thing <laughs> yeah yeah it's it, you feel the child childish wonder in those spaces right um, who's designing these things <laughs> i think it's funny too the ones that are like clearly um a modular order from a catalog type of car wash you know what i mean mm. like it's often attached to a gas station right sometimes it's like in these ones your car stays still and the cage of of soap moves around you. right there's right. like machine and that that you know it feels like it's trying to recreate the experience of the ones where you're getting pulled through the track but right it, like, it doesn't it doesn't come close frankly. i need to feel the roller coaster the world's slowest roller coaster pulling me through towards the giant brushes those uh what are those giant uh ten- tentacles that kind of just wave around so wonderful yeah I'd, i know. I would what? love to feel one of those just slap against my face that's that honestly is the newest millennial innovation if they can do an airbnb that's car wash themed and the shower <laughs> is like a car wash with, with rags dragging all over you i Just would welts. certainly yeah i would pay for that i would i would buy a groupon <laughs> um what, what uh, air freshener do you currently have in your car um well after after the uh chemical one the oil uh pod got right. thrown out I was shit out of luck. And and the <laughs> so I have nothing but but the one I had before was I was with my family in Idlewild and we went to a uh there's like a nursery there. Okay. And in the nursery, which is very cool in Idlewild, I recommend you visit, lovely. There's a like an airstream in the back. Okay. That has a lot of national park themed gifts. Oh. And my family and I were also, we think of ourselves as such outdoorsy people. We got suckered in by the National Park air fresheners. <laughs> we were we were paying now that in that time we were paying eight dollars oh, for, no. for the air fresheners for individual ones. That's um, a lot of money for an just air because they were themed. It was like how were sequoia. they themed? Were they like shaped like they were beautiful? They were beautiful. They were shaped like tents and bears and and moose. I oh, mean, that the, sounds adorable. They were gorgeous, and and the scents were very cool. It was like you know more, like 
it's like tobacco type or like uh, you know like these kind of just earthy smoke scents. in your car yeah smoke yeah right <laughs> but uh they didn't smell that strongly oh okay so i mean i think it was kind of a, you know that's kind of the trend in sense is you want a real yeah. subtle uh what is it is it pa- patchouli is that yes patchouli yeah, Pach- yeah what is patchouli i don't know i I think it's like a 70s i think like guys in the 70s used it as uh like cologne i don't know is, is it, it a weed, weed thing what are we talking yeah, about what is the know. object in the real world i can't even visualize what that would be yeah i don't know and i don't want to know but the, <laughs> the but the but uh yeah so the last air freshener was like shaped like a tent which oh, is you know okay. me trying to project this image of a guy who likes to go outside that's how i want the world but to i don't see feel me. like you're projecting that image you're really that person i know for a fact you went on a hike last night that's true and you're, and you're like my hiking I, for you're the one person i can count on to hike i love to hike yeah yeah i uh I know, but it's you know it's also it's a, it's a chosen identity in a way, isn't it? Though Bridger, aren't don't we all wear a mask? I don't know. My my mask is a hiker's hat, um, and um, and yeah. So, um, but yeah, we have had fun on our on our night. Hikes, I love though. a That's night lovely. hike. I, a night hikes are new to my life, and they feel slightly dangerous. They feel mm-hmm. slightly like you're trespassing. Yeah, they're quiet. Sometimes you are. Sometimes you are, and that's fine. Trespassing is great. Yeah, I was there last night, uh, so I will blow up the spot here and say it's Griffith Park in Los <laughs> Angeles, and you can go at night, and it's such fun. I recommend all the LA listeners try it out, but maybe not on Friday because that's when me and my friends tend to go, and <laughs> we like the solitude. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, yeah, no, as it closes at ten, and, and there will be park rangers telling you or you know uh park staff telling you at 10 get out of the park but the joke's kind of on them because getting out of the park is what you came here to do you came to walk <laughs> right. around the park so i'm all not they here to live to do, yeah 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 you know if, if you're at the top of the mountain and they tell you to get out that's what you were going to do anyways <laughs> um, so it's kind of a, a a perfect crime in that sense have you have you had a uh park ranger come up to you i know we haven't had during our various night hikes we have not been harassed yet this was yeah we someone in a truck did uh, you know this was by the observatory uh which is sort of the more high exposure area right that's where that's where you can really you really have to watch your back <laughs> and um somebody did kind of poke his head out through the window of his truck and say uh please leave <laughs> but but that was that was the extent of it oh uh before we you know before we move on i do want to ask about black ice that's the one thing i need to know what is the black ice smell I think black ice is like that's the masculine scent. If you're a guy, again, that means nothing. (laughs) Well, you know what's so funny? Like, so I think it's like uh, picture men's cologne. That's I think what black ice smells like. Um, Okay, but as as I was uh, shopping for air fresheners, I always thought black ice was the de facto masculine guy air freshener if you know if you don't want bubble gum or right. strawberry say <laughs> but there there's also one that's like by this tree brand that's like steel and and the image that's printed on the tree is is like a, a steel grate or something like that. oh boy that sounds completely unappealing how does this company have such a complete stranglehold on the market like right. this tree company with the yellow label is just I, I, it, they have it i yeah i couldn't tell you another brand of uh car air freshener outside of the wet cat food thing but right. as far as the dangling ones forget it yeah i know 
I know. It and does feel like a space them. that needs to be disrupted by by uh, it, you know, various millennials or what have you. I want yeah, subscription scented. Oh, that's tree a great idea. Actually. That they send you a new one, and it's like yeah, it's kind of more uh, low key sense. Um, right, coconut, a new one every month sure. for seventy dollars. Well, <laughs> yeah, that feels like a, a thing that's just ready to happen. That's a Shark Tank pitch. That's part of what this podcast is. It's just thinking of new Shark Tank pitches. I feel like. And have any gone to the to the tank yet? None have gone to the tank. I'm just I'm sending these ideas out to listeners, kind of just you know, take it take it to the tank and see what happens. Then I sue. And so um, <laughs> that's a new one that you, John, can take to the tank. A listener can take to the tank. I don't have the willpower. I can barely do anything that I'm interested in, let alone invent a new product. Right. Yes. Starting so, a business. Right. Not, that's not for me. Not going to happen. I would like to get on the tank uh, at some point. I don't want to do any of the pitching. I feel like there's a lot would, of yelling there. I think I, I like. I think any team that already has a product idea, a pitch that's ready to go, should kind of bring you in as sort of the is maybe the silent partner. You know, just sort of projecting <laughs> confidence in the product right. uh, from the stage. Um, I want to be the lo- third person in the pitch, and my only line is, "I'm just here to meet Barb." And <laughs> right. <laughs> I have nothing to do with this product outside of wanting to say hello to Robert. That kind of thing. I would definitely tune in, John. Let's move on. It's time to play a game. We've got to play a game. Do you want to play Gift Master or Gift or a Curse? For me, the answer couldn't be more obvious. It's got to be Gift or a Curse. And although <laughs> both games are great, but but I just, I really want to, uh, I feel like Gift or a Curse, I mean, the listeners know it's the one game where you really get to kind of compete uh, with Bridger himself. <laughs> um the other game that is not as so combative so i prefer i'd prefer to really uh get get real and raw (laughs) well this is gonna get nasty i've held myself together as long as i can on this podcast and now this is the part where you and i are going to uh really butt heads and there's chance that there will be some screaming hurt feelings uh just unforgivable words Yes, Jim will will come in. in. He'll say, is everything okay? (laughs) He'll maybe come to my house. I heard you crying. (laughs) Uh, Okay, gift or a curse it is. Uh, People have become very uh, active on the Instagram. Of course, listener, you can come and, you know, you post it it to your stories and then everybody votes on it. And that's also, uh, I'm getting a lot of people saying angry things at me and I'm saying, you know what? I'm just reposting these people's stories. These aren't even my suggestions at this point. These are unauthorized. They're unauthorized. These are non- unsanctioned events. I'm just bringing them forward to be voted on. So leave me be. Uh, yeah. I, maybe it's just the contention of this game gets everybody hot, gets everybody bothered. Okay, John, I need a number between one and ten from you. Uh, three. Three. I like a low number. Okay. You know, right now you have to promote something. You have to recommend something. You have to do whatever you want while I go and calculate. I'll be right back. Okay, great um well uh i'm so thrilled to be here and have this time with the listeners i would like to promote um first of all check me out online twitter.com at jmilstein that is a fun space i work on a podcast called what a day from crooked media tune in and it's a news podcast you can get sort of a 20 minute digest uh all the things you need to know nothing that you don't also i'd like to recommend the app canopy it's the LA public library or any public library uh, can use this streaming service 
to give you the movies that you want, nothing that you don't, just like my podcast. And it's a little more intellectual than Netflix, and I'll leave it at that. John. And it's free. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. You're, you've uh, had a whole range of types of promotions there. I mean, my big promotion for you, listener, go find John anywhere you can on the internet. He, he posts videos that are maybe the absolute cream of the crop. Very oh, funny you, person Bridget. we're dealing with here. Find him on the internet. And yeah, excellent use of that time. And Canopy, you're you're doing a public service here. It's so uh, great. You recommended believe... Canopy to me. It rock. Are you it's on great. it? It's great. Yes, it's like a you know, it's not just you know whatever trash streaming company has you know sanctioned and yeah. dumped out. It's like you're going to the library and getting some good choices. Yeah, there's a lot of A24 movies on there. Great. I love the Alex Gibney documentaries. Oh. That's my favorite place to dive in. Okay. And, uh, yeah, on Canopy. I just, I'm obsessed. Okay. Excellent, but enough. It's time to play the game. <laughs> gift or a curse. I'm going to name three things. You're going to tell me if, if it's a gift or a curse and why. And there, you know, John, you know this. There are correct answers. There are wrong answers. The chance of you just falling flat on your face is... I mean, higher than ever. So I just want you to be careful. Okay. I feel, I feel I'm going to come into this game with a ton of confidence. And I'm <laughs> going to say you that can do. I will win. <laughs> <laughs> okay, John. Number one, this is a listener suggest, suggestion, gift or a curse, opening bands. The bands that open the concert, the bands that play before the other bands at the concert. Um, I am going to say... And this is not, if you're a musician, I don't want this to make you feel defeated. But for me, it's a curse. You know, typically the band you want to see plays for a half hour to an hour. That's the amount of energy that you probably have in the night to be very invested in music. And, you know, you want to be a supportive audience member. You don't want to feel like you missed the opening band. but Ultimately, it's more of an exercise in support for the most part than it is in enjoyment. And that's why uh, I will say that it's a curse. John, you came into this game with an enormous amount of confidence and it's failed you. It's a, I <laughs> oh, think no. that opening bands are a gift. John, oh you, I mean, you right out of the <laughs> gate, you failed. An opening I was band, sure I was right. Look, it gives, let's say, worst case scenario... It's a horrible band. Usually, it almost always is. It gives everybody something to complain about and talk, uh -huh. to discuss. It's a memorable experience. It's this nice buffer when you can kind of just be chatting with friends, figuring out the venue space. Okay. Wow. Best case scenario, you find a new band you like to listen to. See, I knew you were a lover of music, but I also know that you are a guy who has particular tastes, and I would have thought, I'm approaching this game from the completely wrong angle. <laughs> and, you know, I, I did speak my truth. I, I, I do believe what I said. I stand by it. <laughs> look, I understand your... Uh, look, I, I see where you're coming from. All that said, you're wrong. You've, mm -hmm. you've uh, answered incorrectly, which is a strike against you. Not Typically, only as yes. a game player, but as a person and a guest. Right. 
Well, so, I've also exposed myself as a yeah, as not a patron of the arts, as sort of a cop. <laughs> right. I'm sort of the the co- the resident cop on the show at this point. <laughs> We've brought in a narc, and yeah. uh, I don't even know what to tell anyone anymore. I don't even know if I want to march forward with the game. Um, okay, look, a lot of opening bands are terrible, but uh, I'm I'm saying gift. John has zero so far and that's fine sometimes they i know that sometimes you you tend to add an extra round in this game to sort of give a person (laughs) who's missed the first one back an opportunity to get three out of three but we'll see if that happens or not i'm not sure if it will happen all right john okay second up okay and you know i can occasionally struggle here and that's fine everyone has is patient with me and uh, they're okay with me doing this. Bridger's, he's doing minority report type gestures to move multiple <laughs> touch screens around in front of everybody. Right Picture Tom Cruise trying to solve a pre-crime. Um, <laughs> I've, I have actually lost the next one. This is what the listener loves. They love to listen to me just kind of scroll through a Google Doc. That's what keeps people coming back to this podcast. Oh, okay. Gift or a curse. This is also a listener suggestion. This is from somebody named Lizzie. Gift or a curse, dry brushing your body before the shower. Wow. Okay. Are you familiar I'm with this exercise? completely out of my depth here. Um, dry brushing your body before a shower. Um, I've never done it. Right. I'm not, I was not aware that it was practiced by people. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to figure out what type of brush you use or where. I wonder if you do it like... I mean, presumably this is to get off dead skin, right? So right. Kind of I, it sounds kind of uh, exfoliating. I'm imagining yeah. kind of a horse brush, uh, something rough. I'm imagining like, you know, as close to sandpaper as you're willing to put on your body. <laughs> um, okay, so dry brushing your body. Um, as someone who's never done it before, I will say that it kind of sounds like a gift to me because any thing that makes your shower routine longer was basically good. I mean, this is the most relaxing time of day that we have, right? You're right. It's completely focused on yourself. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's a selfish act, but one that we should all enjoy. It's right. self-care. <laughs> um, and I would presume having exfoliated before that if you dry brush before you shower then you get in the shower your skin is as as silky as can be um (laughs) and so you probably feel great it probably makes the shower enhanced so it's a major gift for me despite not having done it but i maybe i'll try it now if i can find the right brush right right john you got it right (laughs) look i've never dry brushed before a shower before but Everything you've just said makes perfect sense to me. This is exactly what I was thinking when I read the suggestion. I think exfoliation probably should happen outside of the shower. I don't feel like exfoliation, when you're wet, it doesn't seem like you can exfoliate as much. But if you've right. got this sandpaper that you're basically just burning your skin off in the before you step into the shower, that makes sense to me. This sounds like a new trend that like people with more money than me uh, are on to. Like, fancy people are out there doing this, and then I'll come around yes. to it in 10 years. I mean, I don't even know where I would begin to look for an exfoliation dry right. brush. What does that look like? My question is, where where do you do this? Because it seems like it, it creates 
you know, uh, some waste, you know, right. this, 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 whatever you're brushing off has to go somewhere. Right. Do you, do you have a special room? Do you do it, you know, in the, your skin uh, over a garbage can? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. See, that's why I'm saying that you've got to have a lot of dough for this sort of thing. Otherwise your house is going to be full of dander. Skin. Yeah. You've got a skin warehouse instead of a, <laughs> a home. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you do it in the yard before hosing down. Yeah. Probably you do it in the shower before the shower. Oh, that's before interesting. Before you turn the faucet on. And then you let the skin just swirl down the drain. But <laughs> creating some sort of clay monster in the drain. Yeah, which will attack you from the, the drain <laughs> years later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the problem with doing it in the shower to me is like I'm worried about the dry brush getting wet and then my shower becomes an anxiety nightmare. I'm worried <laughs> about where to keep this thing. Uh, yeah i don't know that is the one element of this that doesn't make any sense to me i and it's also interesting how the shower is such a comfortable a comforting relaxing space when the water's on but when the water's not on it's it's a bit of a scary it's an uh, uncanny feeling i think unhygienic space right you're in there and you're thinking i shouldn't be here you feel like you're like a dog and someone's about to come in and, and do the <laughs> right. wash to you right. <laughs> um, or a baby or something like that. Yeah, the shower, you make a very good point. The shower without the water on, it's uh, you're maybe hiding from a killer. Uh, yeah. There are very few times that you're in the shower without. And then also the, the water's not hot yet. You need to turn the water on and let it warm oh, up. Yeah. You're going to get a blast of cold water. This, uh, the more I, I mean, don't want to, I don't yeah. want to get away from saying this is a gift. And I it's feel like it's a gift. It's a gift headed. we established. Yeah. And there's there's no way that can be reversed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. The final one here. Let's say this is one of my own 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 little suggestions. Gift or a curse? Off leash dogs. Oh. Well, this is interesting because you and I are both from the country. Yes. Utah, New Hampshire. We love to let our animals run free. Yes. But we're in the city now. Right. And so um, it's quite a different different thing. Is it in a public space? or The, no... uh, the assumption here is that the dog is off leash and other people are nearby. Yeah. I think, in, I think it's a curse because... Yeah, you just you don't want to force your dog on other dogs in a way that uh, I don't, I'm not a dog owner, but I am a dog fan, right. and uh, I know how they work, and I know that an off leash dog is bound to interact with other dogs in a way that may be unwanted. They okay. can obviously run away if they're uh, a, a, a terrier type rat chasing dog; they'll just disappear <laughs> into the woods. Um, and you know, as nice as it is as a person for someone else's off-leash dog to come up and approach you and you get to meet a new dog, it just seems like the risk outweighs the reward. So for me, it's a curse. John, what a, what a way to turn this game around. You get another. <laughs> yes. I, I'm, everything you've just said makes perfect sense. I think when a dog is off-leash, it's just this weird assumption. The dog owner is making so many assumptions about everyone else. Mm -hmm. That they're comfortable with the dog. They're assuming that the dog may not run off. There's just so much danger. Of course, I'm sure undoubtedly there's someone listening to this that's going to complain. Dogs should be off. When other people are nearby, and I'm a dog owner. Mm -hmm. I love And you treat your dog well. You treat your dog very well. She's a queen. She's She's a darling. An absolute empress. And uh, (laughs) I, I love a good dog. But I also am... Always acutely aware of other people's comfort around dogs. And not everyone's comfortable around a dog. 
you're a well-behaved guy generally. I mean, I feel like you're you're aware of people's comfort around, you know, just generally. You're, you're Look, making sure to not disrupt people's day. Outside of when I'm dancing, I'm trying to keep people's... Or rapping or right. freestyling or something like that. Yes. Yeah, I try to keep it in control. And I think, you know, I understand we've... That, that you, actually, I don't understand. Put the dog on a leash. You're, I feel like you're protecting the dog. You're protecting mm-hmm. other people. Everyone yeah. feels more comfortable. It's just kind of a rude move. And if you're lucky, you'll have you'll be able to take the dog to a space where they can be off leash. Right, and take that it will to the off leash dog park. Yeah, the off leash dog park. You know, your mom's backyard. Take it to the country like and run around. Go ahead. Wind in its hair. Yeah, <laughs> tail flapping in the wind. It's, right, yeah. but uh, okay, uh, we've said enough. You've said enough. I've said enough. You've gotten two out of three. John, Not bad. I was I've, going for three out of three. You know, the look, first one was a little bit weird. I think people, the listeners will agree. You know, there was three a lot. Three out of three, of, I feel like the listener would have turned on you. They would have thought this guy is too polished. Cheating. This yeah. guy's slick. I don't like this, this image he's projecting. Uh, two out of three, people like imperfection. That's yeah. the one thing that we know on podcasts. They love these deep dives into people's imperfections. And you've really revealed how flawed you are i'm the underdog I, I yeah i'm flawed and i remain the underdog and uh, i'll be the underdog favorite for years to come i think <laughs> um okay let's move on final part of the podcast i said no emails people are writing into i said no gifts at gmail.com and they're they have various gift related issues in their lives let's read one or two john you have to help i can't wait i'll do my best I mean, I nailed it with the trash bag, but go on. Right, yes. you did nail it with the trash bag. <laughs> so, so the listeners know. <laughs> I hope that you just keep recommending the trash bag. Yeah. This first one just says, hi, Bridger. So this person has, uh, usually they'll write into the guest. This person has, uh, oh, actually, first line of the thing says, I hope you and your guest can help sweet. me out. There we go. Very so sweet. they have considered you. Me and my partner have been recently going through a, oh, a very rough patch in our almost seven year long relationship. We recently started couples counseling, but unfortunately no real results yet. We're in a weird place in our relationship, but we uh, do still love each other, and I'd like to get him something to do or do something nice for oh, <laughs> for Valentine's Day. Okay, so we're, we're recording wow. this in March, so we're going to march <laughs> forward here. Uh, there's nothing we can do. What gifts do you recommend for me in this strange situation? Thanks. That's from Meg. Meg, first of all, greatest apologies that we have missed valentine's day by yeah by the time this airs i mean it probably two months well you know i think it's it's true that of uh, you know the holiday was created to sell cards you can celebrate valentine's day in march you can celebrate it in april you can celebrate it whenever you want as far right. as i'm concerned i mean first things first meg let's say let's hope the relationship has repaired or ended or mm-hmm. let's hope you're in a good place meg if you're still in the relationship hopefully things have improved and you can say you know what we were in a rough patch on february 14th thank god bridger didn't answer this question we would have sell we would have forced the thing let's celebrate valentine's day on april 27th yeah yeah uh, <laughs> and and good for you guys for or good for you both for being in couples counseling right you know, you're taking I, active steps and, and that's beautiful that's the that's greatest great. gift of all to a relationship yeah. If we could all be in couples counseling, we'd probably all be, especially in the middle of a pandemic. Of course, you're in a rough spot. 
a pandemic is really uh it's testing us it's really pushing us to the limit that said what what could they do what's a special thing uh that we can do for this couple that's in a rough spot i want as a day of love nice. you know we'll just call it love day and, and it doesn't have to be the trademark valentine's day it can just be kissing day or love day <laughs> or something like that um that's interesting so it sounds like we're not talking about sex that's not you know it's not right. like that we want to do a special valentine's day dinner and a special so you know i obviously you know Knowing who I am, I had a bunch of ideas about different sex toys. But those, are, <laughs> those, are off, those are off the table. Well, you're the king of ranch. I'm the ranch king. I'm the ranch king. Um, hmm. Let's see. I'm trying to think of something special. I've been through this rough period. I feel like you were going to want to reset. And I feel like, you know, it's getting a little easier to get out and go do things. Uh, you know, hotels, this sort of thing. It feels like it's beginning to be more of an option. Why not... I don't know where Meg is. Unfortunately, she didn't give her location. So, Meg, why not find somewhere outside of where you are a couple hours, a little uh, B&B, an Airbnb, a little motel, something like this. Book a, a night and make a little miniature vacation as a reset. It's our yeah. first trip outside of pandemic. Unless, you know, unless, I mean, I'm assuming that Meg is not an anti-masker. Uh, <laughs> She might be out there demanding that she walk through the grocery store without a mask. Let's hope not. This is a pro mask show. For this the is right a very period. pro mask show. Bridget and I are both wearing masks despite recording in <laughs> our soon. separate apartments and homes. <laughs> but Meg, yeah, I I think a little vacation might be in the works for you. Uh, yeah. Why not? We all need a little break right now. Yeah, and I'll just say. Don't uh, put too much pressure on the vacation. Don't feel a need to try a bunch of new things. No, you no, know, no. You want to go to a, a new place and, uh, you know, relax. But if you want to just go and watch movies, that's fine, too. It doesn't have to be a thing where you're each stepping outside of your comfort zone uh, to, you know, say, go skydiving or something right. like that. Could just be a nice, like Bridger's saying, retreat. Yeah, something that requires nothing of either of you outside of just feeling nice. Right. And and I'll say I have another suggestion. Oh, let's hear it. Is it a trash can? Sensory deprivation tanks. Oh, that's Just a great get in idea. There, like Joe Rogan and, and his his buds. I think Wait, they're did, he into go this. To, did they go to these tanks? I think Rogan is a big tank advocate. Of I, course. I'm, I think. Yeah. So, you know, try stepping into a completely neutral space, the void. A and see if maybe bath. It's sort of in the same way that Bridger suggested a bit of a rebirth, but right. maybe even more literal because you're sort of in a womb <laughs> environment yes. and, uh, and you can both come out of it, have something new to discuss, shared experience. Right. Seems like it could be fun. I think that's and a great. Have you been to one of those, Sean? Never, never. I, I, I bought my brother. This is like a horrible one. I brought my brother, a brother, an IOU sensory deprivation tank trip and then never <laughs> freaking followed through on it. But I think I got him something else as a present. So I mean, he and I will still go in a separate sensory deprivation tank. I'm certain. I think, I think it's worth trying. I've, I've done it once and, oh, wow. uh, it's a, you know, it's three hours of nothing. It's, mm -hmm. it's as close as just like uh blacked out memory like it's almost like a redacted memory in your life or something I were mean, you anxious 
I didn't get anxious. I was worried that, you know, three hours seems like a long time. Was it three? I think it was three hours. My friend who went bailed about 45 mm-hmm. minutes in. We had driven separate cars, thank everything. Uh, but uh, I sat in there for, you know, well, also, I'm the sort of person that I spend money. I'm going to get my money's worth. Yeah. But I, you know, you kind of float in warmish salt water in total darkness for three hours, just. Uh, it's it's worthwhile. It's kind of a uh, an eternal sunshine esque experience. You go down to, into some weird lab, and then suddenly yeah. you're in kind of a submarine. That's a good suggestion, I think. I think it sounds great. And hey, you know, I've never been. Give me, invite me along because yeah. Bridger just really <laughs> sold it well. So uh, if you need, you know, a third for your sensory deprivation <laughs> retreat, I mean, John will not be part of your tank. He'll just uh, be in another. I tank. want. I want my own tank, but it doesn't have to be big. It can be small. <laughs> I can go fetal. (laughs) John, let's answer one more question. Let's hope that it's not as time sensitive as Meg's, uh, but you never know. Um, Okay, this is Hello Bridger and uh, guest. I'm in a bit of a conundrum. My love language is gift giving. I've been blessed with the ability to pick out just the right gifts for people that are equal parts personal, funny, and useful. Is this person written in to brag? I don't understand. Let's move on. (laughs) And okay, and truly nothing makes me happier than giving someone I care about a gift. But here's the thing. Most of my closest crew don't love receiving gifts. They feel like it creates some weird power imbalance, like they owe me something, which isn't true at all. My question is, how do I proceed? I want to show my love for my friends, but I don't want to make anyone feel weird and uncomfortable. Fondly, Olivia in Baltimore. Okay, so, you know, we cut through Olivia's just showboating about being a good gift giver. Her friends are all uncomfortable. She's been creating these power imbalances in her life, just willy-nilly, it sounds like. What does she do to continue her, what sounds essentially like a hobby of gift giving? without making her friends uncomfortable. Wow. I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm just so impressed by the level of communication in this friend group. It sounds like the <laughs> openness is really like impressive as far as articulating complex emotions about <laughs> <laughs> gifts and things. Right. So you're winning already. Uh, yeah. What can she possibly do? I mean, I feel like the friends, I don't feel like Olivia, I mean, she's reaching out to a podcast. She's putting in the work here. She loves doing this for her friends and her friends are making it a problem. So I don't know. I know. I almost wish I could talk to these, these other folks and just say, you know, this is what your friend likes to do and right. be chill. <laughs> you wouldn't get in the way of your friend car, like wood carving. Yeah. Uh, she loves to give a gift. And this one you benefit, you have a huge benefit, you know, right. receive- so I, I guess, um, Okay, so what we need to, the piece of advice we need to give is how to raise the idea of let me give gifts. That's basically the question here, right? Right. Um, hmm, How do I proceed? She doesn't want anyone to feel weird and uncomfortable. Is it a, uh, I think what you do, Olivia, first thought is you're constantly going to be throwing, you need to start throwing parties constantly where there are uh, gift bags. Uh-huh. So every time a friend comes to the party, the gift bag is just there for them to have. You're kind of tricking them. You're, you know, you're getting whatever sick pleasure you get out of giving gifts, but the friends aren't, don't feel as targeted. Suddenly right. they're, you know, these party favors, maybe they're specially tailored to each guest. And this is probably going to cost you, this is going to drive you deeply into debt. Um, 
But that's my first thought. Yes. I don't know if, if there's that, a way. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go on. Bridget. I mean, just the, logistically, that might ruin your life. Yeah. But you've got to you got to get your kicks. Yeah. If you can find a way for your friends who you want to give gifts to just happen upon the gifts, perhaps. Right. Um, maybe you know, find out where they work. Uh, <laughs> just leave them at their copy their car key. Yeah. Uh, there's you know throw it through a window Um, maybe maybe the answer here is to like invoice your friends for the gift so it's not (laughs) a so they're not left owing you anything and you just say if you're you know i actually you know i i think the real answer is you seem like your skill is recommending purchases why not just do that send them an email that says (laughs) This is something I really think you should purchase. And and then maybe you can offer to help them do it. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, you get the thrill of seeing your friend have the gift that you know they will appreciate so much. But maybe, again, they don't feel like they owe you That's not a bad something. idea. And maybe if, you know, you're worried about, you know, the financial element, there's the, you know, kind of suddenly they find $20 on their porch uh, $50 comes from an anonymous donor in the mail. Yes. Uh, somebody Venmo's them $5,000 and, and then suddenly you, it just coincides with you saying, oh, you should buy a hot tub. Right. My, my, apparently my grandfather used to do this to my dad, leave really? a $20 bill in his wallet or something just to, uh, to be sweet. And oh, so that's very sweet. You could take a lesson from Jerry Milstein, my, my sweet <laughs> grandfather and, and do something like that to start throwing money around. <laughs> I mean, I do like the idea of invoicing, just become, you've tried being kind of a, uh, you know, this rich benefactor benefactor to your friends. Why not become a financial burden and see if they like that? Yeah, maybe. Swing the other way. I mean, again, these people do seem pretty particular and not like people that I personally have interacted with. (laughs) So, (laughs) so they could, they could get a particular thrill out of being invoiced for a gift. (laughs) Um, um yeah i don't they know don't themselves know very well tell mm-hmm. meg otherwise her social group seems like a different type of crowd than i'm running with and maybe talk to them and try to ascertain if they are meeting without you because this line seems so bizarre to me it almost feels like it was con- created in a group setting <laughs> in a brainstorm <laughs> we've got to get meg to stop giving us gifts <laughs> yeah it just seems like there's something in this picture and and also you seem so lovely to have this as a skill frankly you deserve friends who appreciate it right um so i don't want to say find new friends because obviously that's i do that's uh <laughs> yeah tell them to get lost yeah but 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 definitely Get someone in your life who wants to receive gifts, maybe on top of your friend group, because it's sad to think that this amazing skill and talent, which you're not so ashamed about uh, talking about, as we <laughs> saw, in the, um, <laughs> it's sad to think that this this talent would go unused or underappreciated. Right, right. we don't want to hide our uh, light under a what is it? Hide your light under a bushel? Is that? Yeah, exactly. Never heard it, but I believe it. I mean, think think about this. If Bach had never picked up a piano, or <laughs> better, better yet, if Bach's friends hated right, pianos, hated the piano and he loved playing it for them, yeah, then that would be quite sad. Bach's friend group has a uh, text chain going about his obnoxious piano playing. Yeah, wow. Well. <laughs>
What does this guy? He plays deprived. the piano. He tells other people to play other stuff. I don't like this. I'm weird. You know, we don't need this <laughs> this person. Meg, you're in a tight spot, and I can't wish you. I can't do anything but wish you luck because this could blow up in your face in so many different ways. And I feel like you are in a dangerous, dangerous position. I'm telling you, move out of town. That's my final word on this. Yeah, that's the gift. That's Get the out gift of that you spot. need is yeah. to yeah keep yourself safe and you know <laughs> keep looking over your shoulder because a, a group of gift hating miscreants <laughs> could be following you <laughs> wherever you go <laughs> um okay we're gonna we've answered two questions here one was nearly expired and i apologize but there are just there are so many questions that i only have so much energy so people can't complain i mean they can complain but that's not my problem. I'm not going to deal with the complaints. That's not my and by the podcast. Way, yes. And this is, the, by the way, this is the best way to get advice or any question answered is send it in and listen to a podcast for the next two to three months, <laughs> every episode in the off chance that your question was addressed. It's easily the best way. I can't recommend it enough. Again, uh, this is, this is advice. Other people would, you know, come to me as pay me thousands as a consultant they'd pay john mm. hundreds of thousands as a consultant right. on the gift giving so what you're getting here is free it's uh timely and mm. no one can complain yeah enough said look john you've given me two you've made some huge assumptions about the state of my car and it paid off it paid off in a I, big way i was worried i was definitely worried that like again I don't. I haven't seen this thing in too many cars, but I was worried that maybe you or one of the guys who had it, and I, my worries were completely unfounded. And I'm yeah. so glad that you're gonna use it. I love it. I might, you know, I might start smoking just, you know, because now I can mask the cigarette smell yeah. with my black eyes, my Bayside Breeze, and start chewing and shelling peanuts in your car, <laughs> so you can really create a lot of small pieces of waste with many that can uh, really uh, shatter and <laughs> the cause floor a mess. of my car will be like a saloon it's uh, right it's like a five guys but but one guy's car <laughs> uh i can't wait to and i also can't wait to have one passenger that always just has a face of trash yeah i mean again uh, that is the problem <laughs> if you're really popular i i specifically buy this trash bag for people i know who are popular but not too popular to have just a car that's constantly say, you full. think i'm deeply unpopular <laughs> yeah. i'm losing friends by the minute no one wants to get in my car <laughs> Um, John, this is the end of the podcast. I, um, thank you for being here. It's just been a wonderful time and long overdue. I've wanted you on this podcast for months. You refused. Uh, I know, I know. You were... I put a spam filter specifically <laughs> for gifts related. And I've, I think I've missed a lot of important other emails about gifts. <laughs> um, this is the end of the podcast. We always, there's always the struggle to wrap up a podcast and, uh, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and none of them do it that well. So I don't feel any shame when I suddenly am just kind of trying to let go and let the po the listener off. And uh, they're trying to move on with their life and they're they're looking at the time, they're sweating, they're trying to get to a meeting. Uh, maybe they pulled up to work and they just want to hear the last few moments of it and I'm not letting that happen. That's fine. This is the end. Listener, have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. 
I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's engineered by our dear friend, Annalise Nelson, and the theme song is by miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. That's where you're going to see pictures of all these wonderful gifts I'm getting. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're there? It's really the least you could do. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, go to midroll.com slash ads. But I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home 